sorry, excuse me. Cut, sorry. Cut, cut, cut. Uh, okay, wait. I'll start off closer blow one more time. I'll do a pause. Wait, what happened? I burped. I burped and I thought it was heard. I so I didn't even notice. We can just extend this cut and I can <laughs> I can start it again. <laughs> yes, yes. So yeah, yeah, just yeah, running from the top. Oh my god, wait. The episode is called Free TC. Ah, yes it is. The episode is absolutely called Free TC. Holy shit. Okay. That's that's the one. I mean, there's a lot of people that got freed this past week, like Oh shot yeah, pardon TC. <laughs> <laughs> That, no, we it. can't say part of TC. We gotta, we gotta leave the <laughs> politics behind. We're... Well, let's see. I mean, it was kind of a tough week to be a Bucks fan. Should we go ahead and get into the whole this week's Bucks performance and such? Oh yeah, one thousand percent. So. The Bucks had a, a tough stretch of games, to say the least. They, I mean, what? The two best teams in the NBA? Yeah, yeah, arguably. I mean, they're not like the Knicks or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, they don't got locked down defenders on some of those teams, but they got pure scores. But they went from playing the Mavericks, a uh, playoff team, maybe a Western Conference Finals team and winning against them on that Friday to the MLK Day episode of losing with Chris's shot. I think his shot actually rimmed out, it looked like, even even how tough the shot looked. So, Oh, yeah. But, yeah, and the refs didn't put the enough time back on the clock. Like, it was weird. Like, Chris immediately called that timeout, and if he had, like, an extra two seconds, who – who knows? And then for the Lakers game, uh, I don't know. The Lakers game, it just seemed like we were playing sloppy the whole time, not really defending well. Uh, what, what, do you, yeah. what, are, what are your reactions to these games? Um, Not to be dramatic or anything, but I feel like it may be time to nip it in the bud if you know what I mean. Uh, p- please please do explain, Miguel. We, we need we to start putting... <laughs> all right, all right. How can I put it plainly? We need to start putting their feet to the fire. Like, how how dare you? How dare you? When I look at the stat sheet and I see Pat Connaughton plays 24 minutes in a game, in an NBA game where he has to guard Either in those two games, Kevin Durant, oh, James Harden, a- anybody. Oh, the next game, he's checking AD in the post. Why? Why? Why do we pick up Torrey Craig if, if, he, if he's just going to rot on the bench? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we might need to see. I don't know. Yeah, maybe we don't have to nip it in the bud per se, but we have to uh, – we have to definitely keep an, an eye on this stuff because it starts to happen more. It just seems like a pattern that we're just going to keep falling into, playing guys that shouldn't be in the rotation and just giving us 
whatever plus minus they're giving us, which my, I will not say is good or bad. I'll, I'll let you do the research, but I test even why, why the hell is he in? Bud, what are you thinking? What, what are you doing? Do you see the matchups? That's all. I don't know. It, but not to go off the deep end. I, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna start put, like throwing blame at people yet. Like, I will continue to complain about like bad coaching decisions that that I think I see. But at the same time, like we, w- the one thing I wanted Bud to do this season was to like try, like a hundred different things, and to me, it's clear that he's doing that. Like, it, it seems like he. It, every like game or two it seems like the defensive scheme has changed like a little bit like oh like okay now we're gonna switch like the the one and two guards and oh now we're not gonna switch the one and two guards and like now we're gonna switch Pat Connaughton on to Anthony Davis and see what happens so I he's trying out these different things I just hope it gets figured out before it actually matters because you know we're we're an elite franchise now the regular season doesn't matter we're talking about trying different things out. I would love to throw Jordan War in there. Hell, wait, wait, give who's me... that? Who's that? I haven't, I haven't heard of that person. I haven't seen him in a couple of games. I don't know. I, I love his willingness to shoot, and I love the way he defends. He's young, yes, but let's try something new. Maybe, who knows? Uh, let's go 180. Bucks Optimus. We are playing Pat so much because we want his stats to be looking nice and juicy to be taken for a nice little trade for some picks that we've traded away in the future uh, or in the past. I'm sorry. Um, maybe, maybe this is all just to boost trade stock. I would love it. I would absolutely love it. Like, but until that day happens, until I see Pat sitting for a couple rest days, maybe like an inkling pops up like, Oh yeah. Like, Bradley Beal doesn't want to be in Washington. If we can do something just to get some nice, uh, some nice, uh, I don't know, buffer room because everyone else has like their, their safety policy. I mean, Brooklyn got James Harden, LA, hell, they got AD. They picked up Dennis Schroeder. I mean, like I, I want a nice little insurance policy. Maybe, maybe Pat can average 15 a game over the next like, 15 games and maybe we could trade them. Who knows? Who knows? That's I I don't think we're that desperate yet that that our game plan should be trying to trade for somebody. I uh, Oh, I, I wouldn't say that we're that desperate, but just seeing that we're playing Pat Conton maybe uh, I don't know. I don't know. It could be all just a ploy just to trade a nice a nice-looking player, a nice-looking Pat Conton, athletic, can shoot the ball, defend sometimes. Maybe that's enough to get Bradley Beal if you throw in a couple extra pieces here and there. No, Bradley Beal is not looking. Like, I, I can predict that. That can be my bold prediction for this week. Brad, Bradley Beal is not moving from the Wizards this season. I, like, I, Well, I mean... <laughs> Uh, speaking of another topic, uh, the where are they? Have they played a game in two weeks? That's a good point. Didn't their game against us this week get canceled or delayed? 
today or yesterday actually i had plans to watch a bucks game against the wizards but no yeah they are covid protocol not enough players to suit up so yeah we haven't seen the wizards play this year yeah so so yeah maybe they can't trade him because he has i mean (laughs) nothing to go talk about him in the the bucks segment just yet then i guess let's let's come back to bradley beal and him maybe being the best player in the league right now, like or at least the best scorer in the league, apparently. Um, let's talk about the Bucks bench again. Like last, during the last episode, uh, we outlined like who we thought the, like the, what, the eighth and ninth person um, would be on the team. Uh, because we said like, oh, like Bobby and DJ are, are going to be like the sixth and seventh people, the first people off the bench. But now we might be in a position where we have to reconsider who actually our seventh person off the bench is, should be. Because I don't know if it's just me, but DJ Augustine's kind of been garbage like for the past like three games. He hasn't been, a ne- I, I don't know, check the stats. I don't think his stats have been a net positive when he's on the floor. I mean, He's been flat that, what, Nets game. He did make a shot. And, what, Jeff Green was just green beaning everything. So, yeah, we lose a game by two. Hopefully, DJ Augustine, by the end of the season, hits, what, two shots there, a shot, and then we win the game. So, I mean, we'll see. If he keeps having performances like this, he might have to be a little bit later in the rotation. Yeah, he was – Let's see. Against Brooklyn, he played 19 minutes, shot the ball seven times. Or I guess he, I guess he was plus eight in the next Nets game. But like, I don't know. It just it just doesn't seem like he's doing a whole lot for us. Like he used to get Giannis the ball in like the best places and all that. But and then the Lakers game, he was minus four. Uh, only four points. I, I, I don't know. I think we might need to reconsider, or we might need to consider trading for a backup point guard, if anything. If if he's really going to fall off like this, because it's that, it's kind of like that time of the career for DJ Augustine. He's like 33. Uh, maybe. I. You know what? This is my bold prediction. DJ Augustine will bounce back because I think he's just he's doing a decent job on the defensive end. He's a good communicator. He, I don't know. He's a he's a vet on a team where I think you need those vets. So I think he will bounce back. That's my bold prediction. He's not going to be as garbage as like he's played. I think you're right though. He is at that point, but. A la the greats, Chris Paul, they find a way. And I think he might he, – he'll definitely find that way. He's, he doesn't have a huge role where he'll impact us all that much. But if he wants to get minutes, he'll have to find a way to do it. I, I don't think that Chris Paul comparison is, is fair because that's like a once-in-a-generation type of player. It's like saying that – it's like saying like, oh, well, like, LeBron James at like 34 or whatever, like 
he should be like Richard Jefferson. You know, he should be playing that well at 34 when he was playing at 34. All right. I, just like, no, they're not the same caliber of player. Like, it's. No, no. Okay, wait, sorry. That's a better comparison. Richard Jefferson. I think DJ Augustine could do a Richard Jefferson because there was a point in Richard Jefferson's career where he was pretty mids and then he found a way to be a reliable role player on a Cavs championship team. I think going later, like I think that we'll see when we come towards the playoffs, when we start to get in that stretch right before we get there, we have to see how everyone's playing. So I think we got a, a long time in the season. And you know what? Maybe I can even reevaluate with my bud um, doomsday predictions earlier that like, just give it time and we'll see where they get. Um, let's see. Let's keep on going further down the Bucks rotation. What What do you think about the Gnosis now? I think we've talked about him almost every podcast, and he had a he had a good stretch there for a second against Anthony Davis. Um, oh, that was so funny. But what, what do you think? Where do you think he fits in this rotation, or does he's a more fun version of Pat Connaughton? I'd rather see him on the court. That is my thing. Eight minutes, very light, but when he's out there, he's going to hustle his ass off. If anything, I want to see more of the rookies. If we're really going to be toying around and playing with lineups, let me see Jordan War. Let me see Sam Merrill in a game. Torrey Craig. I You saw, actually, he was asked about Torrey Craig, and I, I, like I've been waiting to rant about this, but Bud was asked about Torrey Craig this week. And you know what his response was? Tell me. Like, I'm trying to find the exact words that he said, but it was essentially along the lines of, oh, like, we've tightened the rotation and um, we have some guys that are playing really well that we just want to keep out there. I'm just like, what do you mean? You've tightened the rotation, like, 12 games into the season or whatever it is. Like, we're, like, 16 games into the season now. Like what do you mean, Tory Craig, who who played what five Bucks minutes this this season and got injured, can't find his way into a rotation for even like five minutes to like I don't know. I hope he goes back on that. I hope Tory Craig actually ends up playing. I hope Bud is reading everyone's tweets. Um Oh, I hope he's reading Tory Craig's tweets. <laughs> yeah. How, it's how insane. Did that tweet read, though? Oh, uh, it was just an emoji. It was the eyes wide open emoji, blushing. So, you know, mysterious. I think I'm with him. That he tweeted it like during the game. Like he seems to. I bet he tweeted that the moment he saw Pat Connaughton switch on to Anthony Davis. Like, please, free Tory Craig. If there's one thing that anyone can take from this episode, free my man Tory Craig. He needs he needs to see an NBA minute. I, I've watched Denver games because I love watching Jokic. He's so fun to watch. And when I watched him last year, Tory Craig was like that glue guy. He he was just kind of like, I don't know. I wouldn't say the the yeah, kind of like the Draymond of the team. He's just kind of doing the dirty work, just checking anyone who's in front of him gonna hit you a three and he's he could hit you a three like oh my god uh give this man some minutes please find a way find a way 
there's a way. It's so easy. You just sub him in. I know he broke his nose. But, I mean, I broke my nose. And you, after, like, what, a week and a half, uh, two weeks, when you feel ready, it's like, oh, shit, uh, is a ball going to hit me in the face? And when you could take that, we, I want to see mass Tory Craig. With all of the all of the NBA players that had mass careers were goats. Mass Kyrie. Mask LeBron. I, I was there a Kobe mask? Am I tripping? Rip Hamilton? I know that for sure. Speaking of LeBron, what wasn't Tory Craig guarding LeBron in like the Western Conference Finals just a few months ago? Oh, oh most most likely. I, I'm not sure. I, I I wouldn't know. Yeah, I, I remember watching that series. Like he yeah, he guarded LeBron. How do you go from guarding LeBron James to not being able to find minutes in a rotation like of a team that was like the best defensive team last year and now is a middling defensive team this year? And then you have Pat Connaughton checking AD in the post, tighten the rotations. I feel like we, Save me. Oh. we will never be able to mention that enough that Pat Connaughton was guarding Anthony Davis. When our defensive player of the year literally was what on the other side of the court, standing in front of Contavious Caldwell Pope, I think. And then you throw Pat Connaughton the game before on Kevin Durant, only the most lethal weapon ever created. You're gonna throw Pat Connaughton on him. Save me. I feel like Pat. Oh man. Eventually has to say like, hey, hey, coach, look, I, I don't know. Help. Help! I, I don't know what you think I'm built for, but uh, I, I don't think this is it. It's I just work out a lot. So I guess I have a question for you for the end of our Bucks segment. Um, <clears throat> how much of a leash does Bud get? Like, how, how far? How, how much experimentation? How much like failure? Or, trial and error do you have a tolerance for this season how much do i have a tolerance for i mean i i'll let it i'll let it all fly if it means that we're not if we're actually trying things out like when we say tinker i want to see hell yeah throw me some dj wilson minutes yeah like if we're going to experiment throw out the gambit because we have to, you have to see what's going to work for the playoffs. You can't tighten up, tighten up lineups. Like you, you don't have a, a sample size. You don't know what works. You don't, you don't see who works together, who fits. We have so many good pieces. I feel like we have around the team. Why not? Why not see how they work? Throw in a couple vets with them. Throw Sam Maryland with like a lineup with like Drew Holiday next to him, where you could help him defensively. Giannis, Chris, like just, just do that. Try it once. Come on, what, why, why draft if you just let them sit, develop, and leave? Or just sit and rot? Experiment then. So I, I will let it all go. I'll let it all go if you really mean that we are going to try some new things. Because we have enough pieces to do so. Uh, who, what's his? Uh, I, lo- uh, I, I, do, I cannot say his name for the life of me. Uh, Played at, I think, Virginia, and his birthday just happened. Oh, when he gets healthy, I would love to see him get some minutes. I'll find his name. Uh, in fear of uh, 
the podcast dropping out, I have to do a quick search. Played at Virginia. Diake, I think. Mamadi Diake, uh, I, I think. Oh, yeah. Let me see. yeah. I, I, I think they picked them up specifically as like a, oh. a 3 and D. Mamadi Diakite. There we go. Uh, uh, you pronounced yeah. it right the first time. I think it's Mamadi no, yeah, Diakite. No. Like, I think his first name rhymes with his last name. Oh, okay, there we Diakite. go. I, I would love to see. Like, if we're going to experiment, throw me all of this. I want it. I want to see what it looks like. Hell, that's what I do in 2K. He's like the first, or he's the prototypical like switch everything type of player. Like, could play three or four at six foot nine, two hundred and thirty pounds. Um, let's let's see. I don't know. I get Jaron Johnson vibes. I'm trying to remember where he was because he's been Jaron Jackson. I think. Diakity's been around the league for a little bit, like a couple years at least. Well, he's not a rookie or like a a second year. Uh, I I remember hearing this guy's name before, but maybe I was actually hearing it in in Virginia because yeah, he he played in Virginia last year. You're right. He play, he's been there <laughs> since 2015 as a redshirt. So this is like his. He's just an elder rookie. Maybe there's another Diakity that uh, I'm thinking of. There could be. Uh, Either way, either way, he looks like a fun player that would fit like a great puzzle piece in here. So, yeah, let's tinker. Show me it. This is how Pat Conton loses minutes. We actually experiment. I think Bucks fans just have to like take a deep breath and realize that yeah, if we want this tinkering to happen, like it's it's not going to be pretty a lot of the times. We might lose back to back games against the best two teams in the league. Um, but I don't know, we'll we'll bounce back. We got the the Hawks playing this weekend, uh, right after the the Packer game, and then we have the Raptors. Shouts out. We have the Raptors on Wednesday, and then we have a Friday night. It's probably going to be a nationally televised game, knowing how ESPN is against the Pelicans on the 29th. Oh, yep. Yep, most definitely. And then we have the Rookie of the Year uh, the day after that, the morning after that. John Morant? Uh, no, I meant the, this year's Rookie of the Year. Ah, LaMelo Ball. Yes, the other Ball brother. He's been so fun. He's been so fun to watch. Honestly, and I'm sorry, this might be another moment in which some of the people listening call me a casual. I haven't sat and watched a full LaMelo Ball game yet. And I I feel like that's kind of on me. But, like, I don't want to watch the Hornets. Boom, Rapid fire these next few Bucks games. Uh, Win, loss, and then – or close, and then um, blowout. Uh, Bucks Hawks. I'm ready. Bucks Hawks. Uh, win and close. I think that although the Hawks kind of depleted, I think if their core guys kind of have those types of games where they can give people problems, like Trey could drop 42. Capella just had a triple double with blocks. So I think we'll get the win, but 
I don't know, depending on if we tinker or not, we'll see what happens. We have Pat Conton guarding Clint Capella. Might be a long night. We'll have another triple-double with blocks like just like he did yesterday. Uh, Ten steals this time, too. Just stripping Pat Conton over and over again. The next game um, I we have is going to be the Bucks raptors and I think it's actually going to be a trap game for us. I think we're going to lose uh, – closely even though the raptors might be like one of the worst teams in the league right now shouts out to the bold prediction early of toronto not making the playoffs completely did that on purpose um i think uh yeah this one i think it's a win and it's gonna be a blowout because uh spin cycle siakam is gonna come into town and blow up a little storm but i don't think it's gonna be enough i think i think we have the pieces to really minimize their main guys so i think it's a new year a new time a new decade we are not the bucks of old we will handle toronto how they should be handled yeah toronto was only scary when they had that robot from the future on their team uh i feel them not bucks pelicans oh that's gonna be fun um the pelicans i mean we gotta win (laughs) we i'm gonna say win and it's gonna be Close though, because Stan Van Gunny is going to figure out. Oh, I just have to not play Eric Bledsoe, and then Lonzo could be productive and be a little bit more decisive and make passes to someone that will actually shoot. Um, so yeah, I think as long as they play with their lineups well, I, I mean, it doesn't matter what they do, we're going to win that game. Zion's going to have himself a game though, no matter what. I'm excited to see the fireworks pop off. I'm going to say it's going to be close, though. Yeah. Let me think. I'm, I just watched the Pelicans-Jazz game. I don't remember which Pelicans-Jazz game it was because they were both, like, a day apart from each other. But there were some spurts where it seemed like uh, Van Gundy kind of got into his team enough to get them to play, like, a like pretty, like, good defense, like, kind of scary good defense. and. With the amount of athleticism and length on that team, I think I think they could cause some problems with us. I'm going to say it's a win, but close. Um, but I do think the Pelicans are are t- going to turn things around and probably get a a chance to play in for the playoffs this year. Uh, Bucks Hornets. Bucks Hornets blowout. Oh man, uh, it's going to be fun though. Once again, watching Lamelo go at it with Giannis because he might have to check him once or twice. That'd be fun. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a blowout, Charlotte. I, I think so, too. I think the Bucks are going to win in a blowout. But I also think something dumb is going to happen, like LaMelo is going to have, like, a like a 20-assist triple-double or something dumb like that. Like he. <laughs> oh. We always seem to do it with rookies, like Markel Fultz. I think we made Markel and Lonzo, like, both the youngest ever at the time to get triple-doubles. And then, yeah, it'd be only fair that – LaMelo did it too. Yeah. I, I feel like he just became the youngest, right? Or he was close to? I forget. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He definitely did it. Uh, last one. Uh, Bucks and Blazers on February 1st. I'm going to say that's going to be a close loss. Uh, Melo the God is going to hit a buzzer beater three on us. And I, I think if I'm going to, yeah, if I'm going to say we're going to lose one, it's going to be to the Puerto Rican God. Melo shouts out. So, yeah, I think Melo's going to drop, like, a nice 40 wall on us, and that's a wrap. Uh, Dante's going to get dusted up by CJ McCollum again. And, yeah, Giannis will have, like, 40 in, a, in an L. 
Yeah, I can see that. I, I don't know. We always really have – or in the past, we've had trouble with, like, guards that play like like CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. Like, guards where if they can see the rim, they'll they'll pull up and they'll make it. Or guards that can hit that, like, deep two in our drop defense. So, it'll be weird. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else that we need to tackle for uh, the Bucks this week? That's, this is a pretty decently long Bucks se- session. Um, I mean, although, um, although not the outcomes we wanted, I think there's still a lot of silver lines to take out of those games. Like, I mean, yeah, like I said with the Nets game, DJ Augustine has zero points. Jeff Green hits most of his shots. We lose by two. That doesn't happen. We see what happens. Also, Kyrie plays next time. I think that may be even better. Um, just in terms of like growing pains and them trying to figure out like who gets what shot. Like I think with James and KD, they know how to play together. It was like seamless. They just like knew what to do. And they just got bucket after bucket. I think you throw in another piece, it's just, you know, another thing to figure out. And I think we benefit from that. So um yeah, and then with the Lakers, I mean, it's the Lakers. They're the defending champs. It's something to look back on and to play with the chip on your shoulder next time. Like, I think, what, those seasons where we won 60 games, cool, great seasons, you don't really face anything. You don't face any adversity. So get through it early. Let's get to the next game, and we'll see how it goes from here on out. Uh, yeah, it'll be fun to see what happens. Uh, and, yeah, uh, other teams have had worse. I mean, the Nets, after beating us, cool. They lost to the Cavs not once, not once, off of Colin Sexton, not only dusting up Kyrie in his own number for his old team, but better yet, his his new shoes that just dropped in front of him drops a 40 ball, 20 straight in OTs to win the game. And then the next game, they just also just get beat, flat out beat. And I think that's, I don't know. Although, yeah, it sucks that we lost both these games. Like, yeah, take it in perspective. It's a long season. If the Nets are so great as they seem, they, they're they in panic mode if they just drop these two. But I don't know. Something to keep an eye on. Yeah, that's a good transition. Yeah. We got to talk about the association. can actually start with the Cavs, Colin Sexton's Cavs. Let me just tell you, the last three Cavs games have been pretty impressive. One, you have a hard-fought win um, last Friday against the Knicks. They won by three. Then they go, like, over to the Nets, and they win by 13, by scoring 147 points against them. Granted, there was overtime. That's a lot of points to score. Two. Yeah, two overtimes. And then again, yesterday, they, they beat the Nets again. Like, it just seems like the Nets don't want to defend teams that they think are beneath them. Or maybe, or have the Cavs figured something out. It'll be interesting to see what their Celtics game looks like tomorrow. And their Lakers game thereafter. I think um, Jarrett Allen uh, can't gush about that dude enough. That dude is – he just kind of does all the little things to help your team win, and it's really cool. Um, 
yeah, he's he he's a big piece that they traded away, and I think he's kind of that glue guy that they needed defensively. That ah, uh, yeah, if they the Karis Levert trade, that's one thing. He's a scorer; they got that back. But championship teams, they all have those guys that sacrifice on the other end, and. Who knows if DeAndre Jordan can be that again? And if it's if it's enough, if it's enough scoring to outweigh the defensive woes that they're going to face. Yeah, it'll be tough to see. Uh, what else is there around the association? Um, some piece of positive news or I thought was going to be kind of cool. Uh, there's a story that came out that said that after the pandemic is over, like maybe next season, um, Mark Cuban's talking about uh, wanting the Mavericks to play like exhibition games against um, in Slovenia and against Real Madrid. So like Luka Doncic's old teams, I think that would be really cool to see. I'd like to see NBA teams do, do that more. I know it kind of, like it's gonna end up being a blowout, like, and it's gonna be t- they always it's do. tough to see like some of these these uh, teams that play in other leagues that have like significantly different rules actually um, play with NBA players. But uh, do you have any like international team that you'd love to see the Bucks play against, or any international matchup against the NBA team? I mean, why not Greece? I mean, let's see our Bucks team face Greece with Giannis and Thanasis and Alex. And let's see who wins. I think that'd be a fun game. Can they do that? Will they allow that? I don't, I don't know about the national team going against the NBA team, but like like any other teams from like lower level. True. Sorry, you're right. Yep, you're right. Uh, any international team? I don't uh, know how to pronounce Giannis's like old team, The what the – the B ranked or B league team that he was in in Greece, but I think that would be cool Lord to see. Knows. Uh, what else is there? Yeah, is there a club team that the, the Shanghai Sharks? That's yeah, the Shanghai Sharks would be cool to see people play. Uh, there, if we can re re bridge the gap between China and the NBA, no. I don't. I don't think that happens. <laughs> Re reconnect international ties. I I think it would be cool to see the NBA play like um, the some like L and B P players down in Mexico or some of those teams. I think they're already planning on doing like some Mexico City games anyway with just NBA teams. And honestly, on the expansion front, I think probably the third and fourth team on the expansion list would be a Mexico City team and maybe a Vancouver team. Maybe a Vancouver team. But oh, I just thought that was an interesting idea by Mark Cuban, and I'd like to see the NBA continue to expand their reach, which they were doing a good job with before the pandemic hit. Yeah, I'd say so. And before the Daryl Morey hit, but uh, I digress. Daryl Morey, we could talk about Daryl Morey. I know it's been, it's been a long time, but what did he do wrong? 
Nothing. Oh, no, nothing. Uh, just, you know, spoke up for what was right. <laughs> kind of nuts. Kind of nuts, man. It's like, oh. But wait, like, like we said, we're not, we're not alienating anyone in our fan base. This is a strictly basketball show. Nah, bro. We we believe in human rights on this podcast, though. I'm gonna say that. Oh, we're not selling our soul for a for an advertiser. Nah, if we lose out on what is that like? Um, what's the population? If we lose out on like that, what 1.3 billion people of an audience? You know, we'll just have to eat that loss. You know, that's fine. That's fine. We can. If it's for our we viewers, we can make it up and like just market towards India. They have like 1.36 billion people. Like, you can make that up there. Um, oh, yeah. We'll tap in. Right, right, right. Uh, I feel like uh, Mandarin is like a harder language to learn than like Hindi. So, yeah, we can learn Hindi and then. Uh, market to india and stuff but see i only have duolingo i would need to get trilingual because i I'm, i already know spanish and english so i gotta i have to get a new app i think we gotta get duolingo Hello? to like sponsor us now because like i think we just gave them a better name for their app oh they just uh that's their subscription service. They just keep going up higher and higher. It's like Trilingo, where you can learn three languages. Quolingo. Or Quadlingo? I don't know. Do you know what? We're a basketball podcast. What am I talking about? What else has happened in the NBA? Is there anything? Oh, Michael Porter Jr. He played a game. He played a game last night. How'd it go? It happened. He played his first game. He came back from COVID protocols. He, I, I saw him hit a three. His first shot was a three, and he nailed it. They won. They ended up winning that game. As yeah, against Phoenix. Uh, yeah, in his minutes, he looked like Michael Porter Jr. Like he was ready to shoot and be, I don't know, a part of that team again. So that was cool to see. I'm glad he's back and healthy. I did watch some of that game. That was a really good game. I'm actually looking forward to watching the second part of the series tonight. They play him again at eight. No way. Oh, yeah. They. Oh, man. Because, yeah, Chris Paul had a great game. DeAndre, eight. I mean, he had, like, what, nine points, 15 assists, 14 in the first half, one in the second half. Hit some nice clutch buckets in the fourth. But, yeah, an OT, like, DeAndre Aiden was going off. Jokic is that, – that's such a fun battle, seeing them go at it, too. Like, it was a good one. So, I think we're in – I don't know. We're in for another one. But Devin Booker, is he out? Because I saw he got hurt at the end of that. Um. I don't know if he's actually out. Let me look. I'm I'm guessing they're going to not play. Like it's a back to back. It's your franchise guy. He got hurt. Like what what are you really trying to prove? I know you lost to them, but like yeah, it's not that serious. Cause yeah, they didn't even say what happened. I know I just saw him go down, he grimaced when he got up and winced a little bit, just walked back. Uh I can't find anything in the news about like him being out today, it might have been he just like tweaked something in there, just being like really careful. But yeah, I can't find I can't find anything saying that he's gonna be out today just yet. 
but we are recording this kind of earlier in the day. There's still a good eight hours for them to come out and say um, that he'll be out. Let's think about, uh, so this, this year for like this whole COVID season has been bad for like all these like games being um, rescheduled and then like some players like getting sick or some players having to stop playing the health and safety protocols. But I actually think, and I know I might be a minority in this, that this whole like mini series thing on the schedule, like having some of these teams play each other two times in a row, like in three days or in two days, I think it's actually been great. Like I, and I would like to see the NBA maybe hold on to this, especially for uh, some of like the divisional games, the ones that are nearby. I know some people are saying like, well, that's like the allure of the playoffs. Like it changes the game. It's a series. Like you, if you have series during the uh, – or if you have a series during the regular season, then it stops being, like, the the same game. Like, it kind of dilutes the playoff a little bit. But I don't know. What do you think? Do you, think? Do you like know. the series for the regular se- season? Would you like to see it kept? It's environmentally friendly, too. You don't have to waste all of those jet fumes. As well. I was going to say, it makes travel a lot easier for teams like – Oh, it's safer at this point to do so because then you're only playing the same people for a week, going to another place, getting your tests, testing negative, playing another team for another week, essentially. Like I see it. I see its benefits. uh, And yeah, I think it just makes more sense in a travel aspect, not having to go from LA to New York the next night, like having like those, brutal uh games stuff like that happens like you fly all over the place i think this is a more sustainable way to do it eco-friendly way to do it why not and like saying that it messes up the allure of the playoffs like it's two games and then it's still the regular season like it you're not playing it like a playoff series but you get to see like oh yeah like you play them one day and then yeah a next day adjustment that is probably the only thing that changes, but it's not. You're going to have the same tape going into the playoffs anyways, so it really doesn't matter all that much. You do that when you play them anyways in a season. Like, you make adjustments. That's just how the game goes. I don't know. Like, it's – I, I hear what you're saying as to, like, it's not a playoff series yet, so they're not playing like the playoffs. That that Nuggets-Suns uh, game last night felt like a playoff game, to be honest. And, but I don't know. That could just be like players trying to to prove things to each other in their first meeting. Like that Bucks Nets game felt like a playoff game, and the Bucks Lakers game felt like a playoff game too. So it might have. Yeah, yeah. Not saying that like um, the regular season game doesn't feel like that, but more so in the sense that like uh, uh, you you think of it as the playoffs, essentially, like where you're watching it, and oh. Uh, they're playing back to back. This is like a playoff series. More, more in that sense. Like I don't, I don't know if it takes away from the format of the playoff series. Sorry if that's a little weird. Oh, no, I see what you're saying. A little confusing. I see what you're saying. Shaq just being like a, uh, an a hole. Like what? What is he? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, his question to Donovan Mitchell. 
think you were talking about that earlier. Oh, yeah. Shaq's question to Donovan Mitchell. Uh, first of all, how dare he? <laughs> Second of all, what do you think he was going to accomplish by that? Like, I... I let me find what he he said exactly like oh i said i said tonight that you are one of my favorite players but you don't have what it takes to get to the next level i said it on purpose i wanted you to hear it what do you have to say about that and then he said i i not a care in the world like how are you gonna look at somebody in the eye and say this after they scored 36 like points had six threes and their team just won, and then you're gonna get on the post game interview and just be like, "Yeah, you don't got it, man." Like, wh- wh- why? What wh- what was going through his head? Is he just very much like I don't know? Like, I'm your OG. You'll respect me as such energy, and like, I I don't know. Just like trying to. I, I don't know. Like, Shaq has always been like that. We gave it a pass, like, on Inside the NBA for so long, like, with him and Chuck, like, rings, rings, Ernie, like, uh, all that. Like, I think we've gassed this persona of just, like, being, I don't know, a dick a little bit, like, to people and just, like, having people bow down and, like, kneel to him. And I feel like he's kind of gotten used to that and going out and trying to do it to, like, some young dude who's just you know just going out there trying to ball like he doesn't care like he, that's that's probably just that he's like i like that that's that's it like i i really don't hold you have to say in a high regard like it's one of those things where he's starting to get to that point where he's like an old head that's just kind of hating like hate to say it but like love shacks on dj but just like i don't know you don't got to do this like it doesn't have to be this way you could just say hey good game like I said this stuff, but, like, hey, you're proving me wrong right now. Like, I see it. Like, I, I don't know. Just, like, cool. You're trying to have him, like, hit that switch or whatever. But I don't know. Old tactics. Yeah. Negging. It's, it's strange. Like, to say that – and Donovan Mitchell very well might lead his team to the Western Conference Finals this year. Uh, like, he – and seeing what he's done in the playoffs, he's only 24 years old. And to, to come at him like this just kind of seems like like kind of bitter. Um, I do think Donovan Mitchell will handle it in the correct way, though. Of just essentially saying, like, oh, okay. Like, I, I don't really care what you think. And to, to add on to that, like, some people are saying, like, oh, Donovan can't take constructive criticism. No part of that was constructive. Like, telling somebody that they're bad and not saying, oh, you should do this to, to get better isn't constructive at all. Uh, like you, you don't have it. You don't have what it takes to get to the yeah, next we level. Hear all the time about, like, like, some of these other, like, OG players, like, actually showing up at practices and, like, actually, like, working with players, like, uh, Kevin Garnett, Akeem Olajuwon, like going to two practices and helping players that they, and then calling them trash in practice and saying, "Oh, but this is what you have to do to be less trash." Like I feel like that's that's more productive than Shaquille O'Neal, who I've never heard of him getting into a gym and helping anybody other than than himself. It it kills me too because it's like I these are dudes that I loved watching. Like it if it's not Shaq, like. T Mac, 
uh, has had times where it's like talking about Giannis, like, yeah, he doesn't have it. Like, he, he shouldn't be shooting these shots, all this stuff. Like, it, it, it makes me, I don't know, like, I was so fond to watch their games in the day. And, like, I still love to go back and watch it, but just kind of diminishes who I think of them as players. And, like, that's so sad because, like, Shaq is dominant, but it's like, who are you to talk to Donovan Mitchell? You were just like some 250 pound dude that would just like body someone into the paint and dunk on him. Like what, what is that next step? Like you're, it's a whole different way of trying to dominate the game. You just can't like power step into somebody and just dunk on them. Like you were blessed with that, but like, he's still like a capable player. That's I, I made what trash on him a little bit. Cause like what a volume shooter that has some poor games sometimes, but like, he's shown that he can win games. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just so corny to me, like, trying to, like, flex on some, like, 24-year-old that's just trying to, like, win games for his team that's been, like, put at the helm of his team. Like, I don't know. It's It's kind of weak. But, yeah, until next time, everybody.